Hello, bootyful friends. Welcome to the Plug Podcast by B-Vibe. I'm your host, Luna Matadas. I'm a sex and pleasure educator. And here on the Plug Podcast, we are taking anal sex conversations even deeper. Some days I wake up and giggle at the pure joy of being lucky enough to host a podcast all about anal pleasure. Don't tell my mom. The Plug Podcast is made possible by B-Vibe. B-Vibe is an award-winning sex toy company. They brought you the world's first rimming butt plug. Yes, a butt plug that eats your ass and continues to innovate with pleasure education and high-end sex toys. Uh, this year alone, B-Vibe released so many amazing booty goodies that delighted holes all over the world. So jewel butt plugs came out, detachable unicorn butt plug tails, big ass butt plugs like the Snug Plug 6. B-Vibe is thoughtfully raising the bar on anal pleasure and inclusive sex ed. In this episode, we are talking about the best and worst positions for anal sex. If you enjoy giving or receiving anal sex or maybe both, what are your favorite positions? Do you like the same positions for both or does it depend on your mood? Does it depend on what kind of anal you're doing? Do you have any anal sex life hacks you've discovered for the best positions? What do you find awkward about anal positioning? I know as a a giver, I sometimes can't find the hole depending on the position I'm in. So I invited self-described dildo duchess Zoe Ligon to give us a full-on run-through of the best and worst options for anal positioning. Zoe Ligon is a Detroit-based sex edutainer, journalist, and artist who is also the proprietor of an online sex toy emporium, Spectrum Boutique, who, by the way, has one of the most amazing curation of sex toys. So many different toys, such a wide variety, so definitely check out Spectrum Boutique. She has made it her life's work to blast away at the stigmas and misinformation that prevent us from having the most amazing sex we all deserve. Zoe has a background in social psychology and inclusive, pleasure-focused sex education. So let's pop into position for this conversation that takes us from doggy to awkwardness to missionary and more. Ugh! I am so, so excited to chat with you. And I I think that there's been so many times where I've just been either following Spectrum Boutique or I've been, you know, looking at you doing your thing online and the way that you do your thing. And I, I've just been so amazed at how much authenticity, excitement, creativity, like you bring to everything that that you do. So I'm so happy to have you here on the plug today. Thanks so much, Luna. I am that enthusiastic about toys where I just, they continue to be a fun thing to talk about and I don't foresee an end in sight. They just uh, are my, my bread and butter in life. Um, And how did you, how did you get into this world of, of sex toys? Like how, what was your journey into um, Spectrum Boutique? I was working at a brick and mortar shop in New York City. Um, I started doing that when I was in college. I was 21 and graduated a year early, didn't really have a plan, just kept selling sex toys and then started writing articles about the interactions I was having on a daily basis. The first one I think that really stood out to me was like everyone's like visceral 
response to like the do you have lube question where it was either taken with offense or with insecurity or oh no I've already got five bottles of lube you know but like the wide range of reactions I think and that paralleling my own um (laughs) not that I I had been having sex for so long I started having sex when I was 14 but like didn't really understand how to make myself orgasm, masturbate, how to really communicate or do anything that would make me actually feel pleasure until like around the time I started working at the sex toy store. So um, when that ended, I I like to be very transparent about how Spectrum started. It was the kind of thing that I'd wanted to do all along where I was like, I could just sell sex toys on my own. Um, and then my dad passed away He in 2014. Uh, he left his money to me. It wasn't, you know, I I like to be like, I'm not a trust fund baby. I didn't know this was going to happen, but it certainly would not have been possible to ever start a sex toy store without having that money up front. And, you know, I got it in a pretty weird way. Um, but I was kind of just like, let me make this last the rest of my life by creating job security for myself. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for other people now too, I like, I hope, you know, <laughs> I don't want to just sell sex toys. I want people to have like a good experience and yeah, running a business in this world is a pretty fucked up thing. So um, that's my my big take on business. I think the big take as far as like sex and pleasure goes is like, it's hard to say. I've only been selling sex toys for like eight or nine years, so you could probably speak to this a bit more. But I just think it's so funny how trends come and go or like even like how six years ago pegging was like not something you could find a lot of information on now. It's like a pretty well-known concept uh, that people have opinions on. So <laughs> – but also some things stay the same. Like people still think vibrators will desensitize you. That hasn't, mm. you know? So I think that uh, it's 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 just been a wild roller coaster ride. I'm so happy to be on it. I'm just happy I have such a wonderful team supporting me. Otherwise, I'd be uh, a crying heap at the end of the day every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We don't want that. Even around butt stuff. Like what, what's butt stuff been like? Like has – has that always been consistent or is that something that kind of comes and goes? Does it depend? Definitely has changed as far as I would say straight men feeling comfortable with anal play. It's a okay. little bit less taboo. Okay. I think that it certainly still is. It depends like, you know, <laughs> who you're talking to. But sure. I think that there is a slight shift in our awareness of how Anal isn't how it looks in porn. I think, especially with like the creator economy in porn, making the performers have like a little bit more of a direct relationship with fans also helps the consumer see how, like, yeah, just because I'm not seeing the lube application doesn't mean that it's not there. Um, I think maybe a little bit of the myth of anal is going away, I hope. Uh, But as you know, it always feels like one step forward, two steps back, and then maybe (laughs) maybe two steps forward if we're lucky. Um, Yeah, I think (laughs) – 
I think that also it's like now a hot take is like not being into anal because there was the <laughs> like, like there, I feel like everyone's like, oh yeah, I, I do anal. Like it's like this party trick or something or like <laughs> this special talent. And now I hear people being like, oh yeah, you know, it's just like, I'm not into it. It's so boring, whatever. And I'm like, that's so funny to hear people being like, it's not for me. And like, obviously it's always been that way. But I think that now there's like a little bit of the, um, I, I don't know what word to pick, but just like the, the mysterious uh, glamorousness of anal is a little, <laughs> come back down to earth maybe a little bit for people. <laughs> I, I, you know, I like, I like my anal glamorous. I I... <laughs> <laughs> I like only unglamorous anal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so we've got different camps represented. <laughs> um, and and so, what would what advice would you have for someone who maybe feels kind of ashamed about being into butt stuff or hmm. or shy, and they're kind of in the crevices of the internet trying to buy something? You know. <laughs> like... Oh, I mean, I wish everybody could just hear each other's paranoias. Obviously, they can't. But I think if people knew how universal the interest is, but then also the anxiety around it, not just like, is it okay that I'm into it? Or is it okay that like, I can't take more than a finger? Like, like this like weird, um, it's just all over the place as far as how people's different perceptions of what is normal and not normal at the end of the day. You know, I think you and I know it's all, it's all normal. And aside from, uh, you know, as long as it's consensual, enthusiastically consensual between adults, you know, like the sky is the limit more or less. So uh, I think yeah. that butt stuff used to be so much more of a punchline and now it's just kind of like accepted as a more main course on the sexual menu. I'd like to think. <laughs> Do you think that there's a way for people to sort of move through and and with this shame instead of feeling like they have to reach a certain point of mm. purity or perfectionism and then they can take mm. up space mm-hmm, in their erotic mm-hmm, desires? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's just like going to be a, that, it's an endless loop of, you know, once you get over issue X, then yeah, you move on to the next thing. And I think that if we are choosing to beat ourselves up for something, and I don't want to act like it's fully a choice. Like I have OCD. My entire thing is like, like, let me like run a scan of everything wrong yes. at this moment in time constantly. Yes. But I think it's just like really surrendering and I, I don't, know how to do that but um just kind of like accepting that we can only control what's going on right now worrying about the past worrying about the future is going to only distract us from what we have going on right now and i know that is just such an idyllic mindset that i think very few people probably really achieve but um yeah it's it's really just nice to remind yourself how the preoccupations and worries about the non-tangible things that are not actually happening and right in front of your face are a distraction from being able to focus on what's presently happening. Sometimes what's presently yes. happening is sex. Yes. But then you can say like, you know what? Like, ah, I'm really out of my head right now. If you can just like I- identify it, then like you're getting so much closer to being able to relax and get rid of that stress and anxiety just by – acknowledging that your your brain is going 
off in another direction when you're trying to yeah. just focus on feeling good. Yeah, that sounds like like the the perfect description of surrender that that you're like I don't know how to do this, but I think that that's probably it. That that release into feeling, you know, what what is is right now, especially in our erotic moments. And and this is one of the biggest things that I think a lot of our guests have said and I teach and I've heard you say too, you know, especially around something like anal where it's really dependent on, you know, both of our our nervous systems are access differently and respond to different things. And so our more involuntary system needs this feeling of like surrender. It needs to feel like at a primal subconscious level, you know, we're safe, we're we're okay. And that safety isn't dependent on you having a perfect body or a shit free experience or whatever. Like those <laughs> things are like, they're not going to make or break that piece for you. And, oh, yeah. and so, yeah, like to get to that point is awesome. And I thought about your, um, you know, I, I definitely want to talk with you about the plugs you created but what you just said kind of made me think about you know this this idea of of continuing to create our sexual experiences in the mm-hmm. way that we want right. and so i am you know i we're going to put some show notes in to help people go look at the the textured plugs but i would love to hear how you were like hey butt plugs we can we can do more like like you were like Let's <laughs> the most butt plugs and you created this beautiful collection i i have all three i love them and uh yeah tell tell our audience about them because i i feel like more uh, people yes. need to know that their options for butt plugs are so broad and so if you try something you don't like it or you want to try more you don't necessarily have to go bigger you know there's, right. there's so many ways to to stimulate anal pleasure totally i wanted to make Butt plugs with texture, that is obvious. And I didn't want to – I find as somebody who does enjoy texture but does not often enjoy the textures offered on sex toys, like it'll just be like a little too pinchy or sharp or just placed in a spot that I feel like could just be nudged over a little bit and be so much better. So I knew I wanted texture. Um, And I also – I mean, Alicia approached me. That was like, you know, the starting point. I created the plugs for the line. They weren't already existing in my in my head, as some other yeah. things are. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was just such an easy yes because I love everything B-Vibe. I love the shape Same. of the like slim necks on their toys. Ooh. Yes. It's – you know, definitely that, like, cushy outer kind of like, but it's firm on the inside, but you got cush on the outside. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, Ooh. obviously, you know, so many companies make butt plugs. I consider B-Vibe like not a luxury brand, but it's like the butt plugs you get when you know what you're really looking for. Mm, yes. So I don't consider these beginner plugs. I'm sure they could be a big beginner plug for somebody, but uh, one of the reasons, yeah, one (laughs) of the reasons there on the little bit of the larger side is another thing that was important to me was like the vibration. As we know, uh, you know, vibration helps relax those sphincters, and uh, I didn't want something soft. I wanted something with real rumble that you could even use as an mm. external vibrator if you wanted. I think that it's strong enough to use as a external toy for yes. sure. Um, and then the rest of it was just like knowing I didn't want gendered colors, no stereotypical yeah. colors, which like obviously, especially with anal toys, black is the standard because, you know, it's you know if yes. you've ever used a uh, <laughs> like a pale 
<laughs> yellow or butt plug. You know what I'm talking about. But, uh, <laughs> but, but again, we shouldn't be ashamed of poop flex. Anyway, yeah. um, so I went with <laughs> like the yeah. – <laughs> yeah, So I went with like jade green, mint blue. Yeah. The safety orange, as I call it, which my nails oh, are at the oh, moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, picking the colors was obviously like one of the latter st- steps, but just getting to refine the shape, you know, sticking a 3D print. I don't know if I could say that, but sticking a 3D printed butt plug mold in a condom in my butt for like like actually tinkering with it. Because, you know, a lot of sex toys are just kind of like – literally factory created shapes that people slap a label on and that's fine because some of them are end up being awesome but if you want something very specialized and very specific like yeah the first time uh the first printing we did was like the 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 point of the plug was like so sharp i was like ow this feels like a fingernail so we rounded the tip like because it's like you want a point everyone's like oh butt plugs you need a pointed tip and then it was too pointy too pointy so I felt like I was reinventing the wheel a little bit, but in a really fun way where I was like, yeah. well, that's why that tip is not going to be that pointy. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, no, we don't want the fingernail feels for, for the point. <laughs> like, that's awful. Yeah. And do you have a favorite? So out of the, we've got, we've got three different textures. Can you tell us about each of them? Oh yes. Bump is number one. And mm. that is the smallest one. It is mint. It's kind of just got like a, like a, the opposite of a honeycomb, like it. Pops yeah, it looks through. like an enlarged, like raspberry, like those yeah. little, like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, we were definitely thinking about foods at one point, and while that didn't end up with the final design names or anything, the second one uh, reminds us of ice cream a bit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. So that one is swirl. Okay. So medium one swirl, our ice cream cone texture. I kind of feel like it looks like a rope bursting out of yes. <laughs> yeah um it's a really intense texture and the width is not um the same throughout like it kind of almost has like crevices in it right. um i that one's my favorite personally just because when you're rotating it it has more like there's a change in texture as you turn it versus mm. the other ones that kind of have a little bit more consistent texture. Okay. Um, and then finally the twist one, which is like the jade green largest one, which um, I've got to say rarely fits in my ass. It is huge. It it's is big. huge. I love it vaginally as like a fucking vibrating dildo. And, you know, I'm sure it fits in a lot of people's butts. I've, you know, done it a few times, but it's certainly a mammoth plug. We love our big butt plugs. Um, It has also got like a real nice motor in it as a result. And uh, I don't know. I think like thinking back to the design on this one, it was just like I love when there is a ridge on a toy like you know, when people are trying to make quote unquote realistic dildos, they put a little, you know, head on it if it's like a, yeah. you know, circumcised dildo or whatever. And I kind of just wanted to recreate that like little ripple moment, but like over and over and over again. <laughs> because like on a dildo, you just have one little ripple usually, yeah. maybe two. But I was like, well, if I'm putting this in my butt, I would like it to be a continuously like, ripple 
feeling like you're just having a million dickheads shoved in you. Yeah. Yeah. You, that's what you should have called it, a million dickheads. <laughs> yeah. Infinite dickheads being shoved Infinite into dickheads, you. Infinite dickheads, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a way with words, you know. Um, poetry, it's poetry. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, wish I could like, have put a little poem in each box for no. That'd be so cute. A little <laughs> anal poem. Yeah, I've got an ode to rimming up on my website. We could put that in for... Yes. Rimming. <laughs> and I, I love like I love that you talk about them also as vaginal plugs because I think oh, yeah. that's something... And I mean, obviously with the, the disclaimer, you know, that we keep butt stuff in the butt and bad right. stuff in the vag, but we, right. we can kind of think about, you know, I, I love that the, the I mean you talk about the swirl as um, um or even sorry the bump the bump's one of my my favorite ones I I love I love all of them but I, I like the bump too because because of those little consistent kind of um, raised areas that when it's in the anus it kind of massages everything yeah. and so a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. times right? Like I get questions from people who are beyond beginner, right? They're like right. anal adventurers. They're like out there, they're intermediate or advanced. They want to move up to bigger things. And to give them, you know, I often show them the the collection because it is a way of having a different anal experience, a more intense anal experience without having to go, you know, super fisty or, you know, really <laughs> deep, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's really absolutely. great for this intermediate kind of person. Is that did you have that audience in mind when you were thinking about it too? Yeah. Well, I'm like you're mentioning a major point which I failed to mention, which is like I wanted it to be the kind of thing where like slight muscle contractions, because like I I think this in, this concept was introduced to me with Kegel balls because it's like mm. oh well you can just Kegel the Kegel balls and they'll oh massage you oh and now you're gonna have a spontaneous orgasm. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, which doesn't. <laughs> it's not how it works. That's not how. That's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, that was like that the out. lore. That was the <laughs> yeah. lore around kegel balls for a while. And when it comes to like butt plugs, they often are so smooth. And obviously, not everyone likes texture, but there's so many smooth plug options on the market. I was like, okay, well, what's something that like if I just clench my butthole a little bit, it'll be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm for the minimal effort because I also find during, you know, we talk about butt stuff a lot of times with partner play, but I, I, I like anal masturbation. I encourage people whose butts I play with to anally masturbate. And, and it's really awesome to have something that vibrates and that you can get sensation from with that contraction. So you have a hands-free experience. So I can put my hands elsewhere. Um, and, and also that you can relax the body without trying to do a thrusting motion with the plug. Right? Yeah, is that, definitely. Yeah, yeah okay. that's the big difference. I, I think that it's fun to think about dildos and plugs differently in that sense, in that obviously some people want to sit stationary on a dildo. Sure. But again, going back to the really slim necks on B-Vibe toys, it's like it, I know people who, you know, really wear them for several hours at a time and longer. And I have not heard of any plug being a preferred shape than like the snug plug neck, for instance, mm, you know, yeah, which is like yeah. roughly the same diameter as the texture collection. But it's like that is the go-to for a wearable plug for many reasons. And I also just love the torpedo shape of the snug plug, although it is not like a texture. It's like that shape yeah. is fucking great. Yes, I love that too. Yeah, and you're right. If you want to wear a plug and you're doing other types of sex or you're preparing for a butt date or you're going out, I mean, that you need that that flexible neck. 
We've been talking about the fabulous B-Vibe collection of textured plugs that Zoe designed. So I have to tell you that whether you're a beginner or an intermediate anal enthusiast, any of the textured plugs would be a blast for your butt because you don't necessarily have to go bigger in order to get more sensation. You can spice things up for your booty by changing up the texture. So one of my favorites to use on other people's booties because I get to focus on relaxing their anus, I get to focus on giving sensation, is to use the bump. So I love the size of the bump. It's the smallest in the collection and the vibration massages the sphincter as it enters the body, but also as it exits the body. The larger textured plugs are amazing for butt sluts who want more sensation and size. And don't forget to pick up some water-based lube. B-Vibe's water-based lube is fantastic on these plugs, whether you're using them vaginally or anally. So you can head over to bvibe.com and check out the bump or any of the other textured plugs in the collection. You can find lube, enema kits, everything you need for anal pleasure. And you can use code LUNA, L-U-N-A, and save 30% off of all B-Vibe branded products. And it's so fascinating to hear you talk about so many different ergonomic kind of uh, things that like go into thinking about anal pleasure. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to chat with you because I thought, okay, you know, I've watched your your video on, on B-Vibe's channel about anal positions. And that's also a lot about ergonomics and really understanding, you know, where are we going to get that sharp pain if we're, we're yeah. in this position? Yeah. You know, I've heard you talk about, I definitely want to ask you about, um, I wrote it down, I was like the unlimited ability to penetrate. And, you know, like having positions that that give the receiver more control. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would love to get into positions. Are, are you ready for that? Yeah, totally. I'm like, let okay. me rack my brain. You know, it's yeah. so funny to talk about positions because for so long I was doing the refinery 29s, the bustle articles yeah. where it's like, okay, sex, like, you know, cosmopolitan, sex position articles, sex position articles. And I kind of just realized like everyone's kind of – I mean, I this is certainly not true, but like – there are so many names for the exact same freaking sex position yeah. that like if you tell me a sex position name, I'm not going to know what you're talking about because <laughs> yeah, same. we all have different names for them. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure there are like, – I think we all know what missionary is or whatever. But there yeah. are so many variations on missionary, you know, yes. similarly with quote unquote doggy style, whatever. Um, I I think that when I try to describe sex positions, it just turns into like a very long description instead of a cute, catchy name. So I'm like, hey, I'm ready to talk about positions. And I'll also say, at least for me personally, I find that like the positions I like vaginally are more or less going to be similar to the ones I like anally with definite differences. But I think that we can use sex positions for masturbation, for non-anal play sex to inform the positions we choose for anal. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And, and also don't worry about, you know, having to do super long descriptions. We're going to link the <laughs> B-Vibe video so people can go look at it. Okay. You're right. It's hard. It's hard in general to describe a position. Right, right, right. I think, I think the, the conversation <laughs> that, that you just started about, you know, there's infinite ways to do certain things. And so that if you like a position and, or you don't like a position, you know, you can, you don't have to be like, ah, flip the table. I'm like over anal, right. You can, <laughs> you can like, 
love to see that though. Figure out. Yeah, me too. That'd be really funny. Um, <laughs> but let's start with missionary because I, yeah. I heard in the video too, you mentioned you have a love of missionary. I have a love of missionary too, yeah. especially for <laughs> beginners. So we're, we're talking about missionary as, as you being the receiver on their back with their, yes. their legs spread. And I'll let you take it from there. Like, are, are there things we can do to support missionary? How can we mix it up? Like, what do right. you like about it? <laughs> I mean, I'd say the one big difference when you're having anal penetration in that position is like, you know, our bodies are all shaped differently, but it is kind of hard to get a good angle with someone's like legs, like fully straight laying down. Um, that's where you get the wonderful opportunity to put a sex positioning pillow or, you know, a regular pillow under your butt to lift it up a little bit so that there's like some availability of the anus, you know, (laughs) um, uh, because otherwise, you know, it, it can just be like very uncomfortable trying to get into an angle where there's going to actually be room. And also I think sometimes just from like a, like I like to be able to feel what's going on behind from like, I like to be able to reach my hand behind and like feel what's going on if I want to. And if you're just fully like horizontal, fully flat, um, I I definitely think missionary is best modified for anal. Um, And I think some people like even consider like legs fully pulled back. Like I'm sure there is a different name for that, but like I kind of see these as like fluid motions that are kind of all happening at once where it's like, yeah, maybe your legs are straight and then you're lifting one leg or you're lifting both legs and you're shifting around a little bit. Um, The positioning pillows, I mean, they really just make your life a breeze. Yes. Um, And I think it's also just nice to have a dedicated sex pillow that isn't your sleeping pillow because then you're not like, Oh, no, on what juice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because obviously you wash, you can wash stuff, but I think it also just gets rid of one of those barriers of tension for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get really great opportunities for prostate or G spot stimulation in that position. And mm-hmm. when you are on your back, like you do get to kind of relax and be a more like, you can get to focus on like what's going on in your gut a little bit more, what's going on yes. in your spine, just kind of yes. like nervous system check-in. I yes. I think that it can be a, a very relaxing position. Um, I agree. I agree. And I'm so happy to hear about you talk about it in this way because I've, I, you know, I think people sometimes think that a missionary is boring, that it's traditional <laughs> and that it's, you know, and, and I think as a, a giver, when I'm strapping it on for anal or if I'm fingering someone or even eating ass in missionary position, you know, having your hands free yeah, yeah, to yeah. be able to do other things to the front of the body really helps me. I also need to see my person's face if it's the first mm-hmm. time. I'm with them Mm -hmm. or if they're new because a lot of people I mean you know we're going to be on audio but a lot of people will have this (laughs) you know you'll you'll check in you'll be like babe are you okay like do you want me to stop or how's everything going and they'll squinch up their face and kind of be like oh yeah you know I'm good you know and if I can see there's like you know (laughs) yeah you can tell what's going on in the face for sure right right (laughs) and so having that that nonverbal communication available to me as a top is like very it builds my confidence it's like okay I'm not I'm not going to, you know, push you beyond where even you know that that your capability is. Oh, yeah. I've really got a lot of respect for the penetrator uh, in missionary because like, I mean, I know this isn't maybe the stereotypical missionary, but like my knees hurt <laughs> when yeah. I'm... <laughs> Yeah. When I'm wearing a dick, it's like, ow, I'm tired. It's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is very – but it's also like, you know, 
being on the receiving end is an inherently more vulnerable position yes. because you are the one susceptible to injury. I mean, not that injury can't happen in any type of way, but you know what I mean. And yeah. I think it's nice to be able to give the receiver the additional opportunity to relax, um, you know, while you can certainly be on top bouncing on a dick anally, uh, it's just like so – like you're automatically having to clench more muscles in order to even be riding um, yes. in a more active way. Obviously, like everyone figures everyone figures out their flow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. What do you – do you do you like the on top? Like who do you recommend that for? Is that good for beginners? Is that good for certain bodies or abilities? Does it take pressure – off the knees or maybe it depends on what kind of on top? Yeah, I think I have such a hard time making generalizations about who positions are good for because I think like with every generalization, there will be outliers. I think like sure. if you if you want your partner to see like a full frontal view of your genitals and your face being on top can be like a little bit more like show you can show off a little bit more i guess yeah, um yeah. you also get to control the depth of penetration not that you can't being on the bottom but sure. it's also like you are the person lowering yourself um and getting to control i mean and and it should be reciprocal you know we don't just lay there i mean we can we can just lay there but sure. it is like a mutual dance we're doing and if you don't have gravity working ag against you uh i mean or you do have gravity working against you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just helps you like be able to get the angles a bit more than if you are in the more relaxed receiving positions. Um, but I mean, I, I think it really just depends on like, like, like wh what is the body part you're trying to take stress off of? If it's the knees, like then, you know, mm. sometimes honestly standing can be easier than like something right. where you're kneeling and like your knees are all scrunched up. But it's like yes. everyone's body is going to complain in a different way in different totally. positions. Um, and, you know, obviously standing is not comfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think like I, I, I really have some hot takes on doggy style because I feel like while there is certainly a way to enjoy it, it is just like – Oh yeah, fuck my tailbone. Like <laughs> like ow. Um and you know, I think again, everyone's body's different. I'll just say that on a loop, but I think that that one is so much more of like the visual of fucking from behind and the silhouette for the penetrator. Um however, like I will say like being on the receiving end of like, you know, my back is facing the penetrator. Um, I, like, prefer being on my stomach than on hands and knees. Um, but I think that at least with – like, you have so much open air space around your butt with doggy is what I will say. Like, your butt's in the air, so you have more access to genitals. Like, if you want to put a vibrator underneath you, it's easy to reach in there. Like, there's certainly pluses to it. I'm not trying to, you know, say – doggy style sucks all the time but I do think that that one is like the least conducive to pleasure unless you like really know your angles especially if you're with somebody who has no regard for penetration depth it's a really easy position for people to get carried away and just like ah yep yes. <laughs> yes I love that you talk about this that you know there there has to be some sensitivity for 
penetration. And I think a lot of people, once they, they it's in, it's like, all right, like we got past the hard part. Like, let's just like go to town. But I also agree with doggy. I think it's what we see most in porn. Um, and there is this like visual turn on from it, but it can be modified to be so much more comfortable, so much more anally accessible for actual pleasure. I, yeah. if I'm receiving, I really, I also like being on my stomach, but with a pillow or a sex yeah. pillow, right under your pelvis so that your bum mm-hmm. is up. And then, then there's like so much skin contact, but your partner, I don't have to hold my body up with, with my arms, number one. And it's Ugh, boring. Yes. Like, I don't want to just look at the pillow. Like I want, I want like touch. I want more. And right. doggy is hard to get that. Doggy is also challenging for people. You know, if you've got a voluminous bottom or, you know, I have a belly. And so if I'm strapping it on, sometimes I can't get into uh, the right angle to get into the hole easily. Yeah, and so, yeah. or if you're using a thigh harness instead of a pelvic harness, you know, there's so many different um, uh, modifications you might want to use. And, and I, I hope this conversation is giving people permission to just make those oh, yeah. modifications and not feel awkward about asking, you know, for, for what you need. Yeah. I I find when I'm and like ending up in a butt in the air doggy type position that I end up like kind of like snaking my neck back around to get the, the <laughs> facial eye contact I'm missing. And then at that point, I'm just like flipped around and rotated back on my back because it's like, I just want to look at you. Um, you need like and- a rear view mirror. Can you make one? Like design one that's like a sex <laughs> rear view mirror. Like- <laughs> so creepy. I love it. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I think there's there's like this um you know there you're saying like you kind of like end up flipping over and and there's a position that I think a lot of people forget is is possible and that's that spooning anal. Yeah. Yeah. So do, how do you how do you feel about that? Do you like spooning anal? Love spooning and I think yeah. like my mod like my my special Zoe modification would kind of be like at a 90 degree like you can't Ooh. the viewer can't see it. But it's like like we're spooning, but then like somewhat like w- there's kind of been this like 90 degree rotation where we're kind of half facing each other so that yes. like maybe I'm lying down and you're up and you're kind of spooning me, but you're you're half laying down, half sitting up. This makes no sense. This is why we have cute little nicknames for sex positions because that makes right. no sense. But yeah, yeah like I, I think spooning is great and it also – is an easier one to control depth oddly because I yeah. feel like I maybe it's just the fact that like the gravity is equal for both people but it feels like you can like use your hands to guide a bit more easily and it's just like a bit more clear when the body is giving resistance yes um yes I mean spooning's yeah. great for those sleepy middle of the night sessions right too you yeah. know when you're happy you want to yeah. And your, your modification, I love the Zoe modification because that also eliminates, you know, if you've got height differences or size differences like that, it doesn't matter because you're both, you're both horizontal and you're sort of adjusting for where penetration can go. So that's yeah. really great. I love I 90 love degree angle positions, honestly, yeah. where it's like people are perpendicular. That's like, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I find that um, in we had a guest on uh, talking about analgasms in episode three or four. And, you know, she told us also that that position where anywhere where you're kind of lengthening out your rectum. So if you do want to take a longer dildo or a longer penis, yeah. um, you know, thinking about like your your anal anatomy so that you're not slamming into the, the sigmoid colon and maybe like like having a, a sharper pain is that. Is that something people can consider in that position, other positions, if you want to take bigger, deeper stuff? Yeah, I think 
I mean, I'm like moving my body around, getting a feel for it. I know. I started it. clenching and wiggling. <laughs> for me, it's like when I'm in more of like a when I'm in more of like a cat than a cow position. Like my spine okay. is like a little bit more. Like if I can have more of like a C curve. Yes. I guess. And like, okay. again, if you're on your back and putting a pillow, it is helping you round your back. So I think it yeah. has like, at least for me, I feel like I, it just depends on like the angling of my tailbone and spine and how curved my pelvis is versus yes. like the, the actual position itself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that also makes me think about um, you know, kind of, it, you know, people want to go in the butt, let's say for a specific mission, they're on like a prostate P-spot kind of mission. And because the prostate is, is kind of accessed on a curve, is there, is there positioning or what, what can we do with our bodies if we, we have a prostate to maximize penetration, giving, giving stimulation to the prostate? Like, is there a best position for that? I mean, just anything that will cause the phallus, the dildo, yeah. the penis to, you know, be angling upward. So right. going back to yeah. the pillow and like that's yeah. why legs back is great because you're basically yes. just like hitting that front wall in varying degrees of intensity. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also think that it also depends on the shape of the toy or the dick or whatever mm. because sometimes like doggy style can be really great. Like like if somebody has a dramatically curved penis, for instance, or a curved dildo, sometimes it's like great to get the underside of that curve as the right. massage point instead of the tip. So right. I feel like there's just so many variables here that I, I have such a hard time making generalizations because I also think that there's – people with prostates that are so much more deeper than I expect or so much more shallow than I expect. And yeah. there's so many moving parts that I really do feel like you are like building your own sex uh, inventory of positions from scratch with each different combo of people, you know? Totally, totally. Yeah. And I appreciate the you know, the caveat that, yeah, we're, we're talking about options for people. And so this doesn't have to be a straight line. You try this and Zoe said to do that and then it doesn't work <laughs> for you and you're just like shit out of luck. But I, yeah, I think, I think you're also really helping people by speaking to these, uh, like you can, we're conjuring some visuals for, for listeners about different kinds of things people can do. Cause I, I also hear a lot in your description that, yeah, you can, you can definitely be a pillow princess. You can be someone who, who likes to be in a receiving position but giving in a different way or you can be a really active bottom or an active receiver and I I love what you said about you know kind of like yeah like you might have to wiggle around or if you're on top and you're leaning back and trying to get your prostate depending on the toy that's in you you might actually need to lean forward if you're sitting on somebody to create that angle and yeah. so you know I know you talk a lot about anal masturbation too and um, I actually I'm very lazy with my anal masturbation because of positions because uh, I find like it's tough to like like use that's why I like the textured plugs or the texture collection a lot because if I'm using anything that's thrusty that I have to hold it's hard for me to get around my belly it's hard for me to get around my butt um in positions where where then the rest of my body feels relaxed if I'm right. you know, squatting or doing something else I'm like oh, this is using a lot of muscles so basically I'm like a lazy masturbator and 
I was just going to say, sometimes yeah. it feels like tampon insertion as far yes. as the, the angles I need to get into. Cause like I'll be squatting or like kneeling when I'm <laughs> like by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, like, okay. Um, yeah, it is, it is so different when you're on your own and not factoring in like a spot for another body to, to be yeah. there. Do you have a favorite anal masturbation position? What do you like? Do you have a go-to? On my times. back or squatting over, squatting. Okay. like, the opposite of pooping. Oh, God. I'm going to get <laughs> – someone's going to someone's gonna make fun of me for that. But no, like, uh, yeah, like, you're, like, opposite. Like, I like this is not a comfortable position. I don't recommend it. But I'll be, like, on one knee folded. I'll be, like, on oh, a yeah. knee. And then, like, another one's, like, crouched up, like, kind of, like, in, like, a – like yeah, I've like touched down. <laughs> That's the name of that position now. It's the oh touchdown god, name. yeah. There you go. That's the position. That's what it's called I don't officially do sports, now. But whatever. That's me like- neither. <laughs> this is sport for me. I know this is like yeah. The anal Olympics would be my sport. That would be yep. <laughs> well, and I think the you know the the permission to use props, the the permission to get awkward with anal on your own terms and figuring out like, oh yeah, I know when something's inserted in me, I kind of need to have my legs spread or I need to be like you said bent over or kneeling. And I think what you do such a great job and I've seen and all your education is kind of normalizing this this like awkwardness that prevents people from taking up space with how they need to. And so, yeah. you know, if you could like wave your magic butt plug right. and, <laughs> and kind of like, you know, give, give advice or, or give suggestions or even something that's worked for you to kind right. of get out of that place in your head about like, is this cute or are they going to like this? And, you uh, know, totally. sinking into what feels good. Okay. It reminds me of how people are like, uh, I can't dance. Like when I'm, I just can't dance. Like it's too embarrassing. Like, uh, and then the advice for that person is like, who goes to a, a function and, and stares at the way other people dance and judges them? Like, no, like you don't, I mean, maybe somebody does that, but like, I think that's kind of a weird way to spend your time out, you know? Right. And similarly with, with sex, it's like, I think we're, thinking way more about our bodies because like you're not scrutinizing every part of your partner's body like that and again you know like maybe you are and that's like a a separate consideration and maybe like there are a lot of hang-ups there but I think that it is I will say also OnlyFans has really taught me how like the things where I'm just like I don't know about this one we'll see we'll see and the people are like oh it just it looked so authentic and I'm like yeah because because it was Um, (laughs) but I, I think it also is just like, like having that reaction, that very public reaction of how people will respond to like my own positioning and my own body. Um, like, I don't know if I'm shooting content of myself and I see myself like contorting my stomach and sucking it in. Like it kind of just looks weird. It looks weirder when I am trying to like present my body a certain way and it looks like a million times hotter if I'm just like enjoying myself. Um, And sometimes it's a subconscious thing where I like I'm watching a video back and I'm like, oh yeah, like I look uncomfortable there. Like I'm really trying to like contort. Um, And I just think ultimately like Media has just fucked up our ability to be like ob- objectively loving 
to our bodies and it's really yes. just like yes we we just see so many doctored images that it's not anything to remotely be comparing yourself to yeah yeah i i even remember thinking about um buttholes and how they looked so different in person than they did in porn oh, and yeah. so even the, I mean, the coloring or some people have more uh, flowery flesh folds. Uh, some people have smaller ones, you know, hairy, not hairy. And because we don't see that diversity, we're, we're often judging ourselves against the standard, like you said, that that nobody is existing in, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe like 1% of people have that, that kind of perfect anus. And that's what that is a perfect having, anus, come on. Right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like perfect in air quotes. Like, but they, they're not having better anal because of it. No. You know, they're not, mm-hmm. they're not having better anal sex. Um, but no. you did really remind me so i i you know in preparation for this this episode i watched a lot of anal porn and nice. uh, you're you're welcome and so <laughs> <laughs> you know we this one it. move that i just i don't know i mean if if you're listening to this and you do this move please like dm us and tell us because I have never done this move and it looks like an anal acrobatic move that I just don't get how it's comfortable. So that it's the pile driver yep. where some, right. Have you done it? Is it, is it oh, good? Well, question pile driver in what position? Cause I think of like almost like the wrestling position where you're like yes. headlocked almost. Uh, yeah. So I'm picturing the ones I watched were, yeah, one person, the receivers on their back with um, kind of like holding their body up as if they were going to get into like a shoulder stand kind of thing and then somebody else is is pile driving them is that an adjective uh, you know that's <laughs> a great question because like i think it's definitely possible to do it in a pleasurable way yeah. but most of the time you're just gonna be like smooshing somebody's spine you know well, yeah and i feel like my breast would like kill my face like the, the gravity doesn't work for me as a receiver, but maybe as a giver. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, just in every picture I'm seeing, it's also so clearly like for camera also because right. in this position. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that looks like such a, a neck injury waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially with no pillow or anything <laughs> under your back. Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah. And that looks position- 100% for camera. Okay, cool. Thank you for confirming that because I feel like <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people like it, you know. Yeah, and, and if you like it, great, good for you. But I, I think a lot of these positions that look aesthetically, you know, um, what we've decided look aesthetically pleasing in porn, like doggy, like um, the pile driver, they require so much tension in other places of the body, and, and so it gets confusing. And, and if you are a performer and you know how to relax your body and you've had prep and there's editing, that's great. But for the rest of us, is like holding any tension. Can can kind of get confusing for our body. It's like, so you want me to relax here, but I got to hold on here, you know, and, and so using a ton of, you got to relax. So get comfortable. Get a, get a big pillow. wedge pillow. Get like multiple pillows if you want to do pile driver. Yeah. It's really just like an extreme, like if you want to think about it, it's really just an extreme missionary. No, missionary. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. It's like all what is it? All squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. (laughs) (laughs) We're just creating new shapes with the same shape, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for weighing in on that one. Yeah. I feel (laughs) like there's got to be a way to do it comfortably with enough props. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so if you're looking to do that, you you just have to do it with props. That's all we're that's all we're asking of you. You know, we're like, yeah, you don't have to do it though. It doesn't mean you're gonna win an anal, I don't know, accomplishment. Yeah, you'll probably just like slip a disc in your back. Yeah, yeah. you can't put it on your resume. So you know, that's like, so I, I I mean, and this is why I I love your education so much. I think it, it's so accessible, and it takes into consideration like the things that people are actually seeing and doing and and you know we're 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 gonna talk about um anal sex ed on on another episode but i i really i'm holding i'm holding zoe's book right now and it's um carnal knowledge and we're gonna put a link to it in the show notes but this book for me you know it's the sex education you didn't get in school and what i i think the 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 way you teach and the fact that you identified this knowledge for for adult sex ed to to compile something for people who got half their information from reproductive sex ed in school you know some of it from word of mouth a lot of it from porn you know really having something like this is is so such an incredible resource for for adults to have better sex and even young people to to access yeah. it and and learn I think it's more pretty, wholesome like, yeah People will be like, what age is this for? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's everyone. Because it's also such a beautiful book. Like, I could see it being really, um, you know, accessible for people who, it, it, they're not looking for an academic kind of uh, dense type of, of book. Like, this is, it's stunning to have this copy table book if you have that kind of household. Oh, thanks. Know, like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I think you've contributed so much to the the world of, of education. How do you find that, you know, having more anal education out there? Like, is this is this something like where are the gaps? Like, where, where would you like to see it go? Where would you like to see people kind of use what we've done as educators and, and bounce off of? Yeah, um, I think like... Obviously, there are so many ways to use the word top and bottom, but I I feel like I hear those words being used in a very like limiting and restricting way where it's like these assigned roles that are pretty rigid yes. or um, really the obsession with not encountering any poop whatsoever. Yeah. Um, that's still something I think we have a long way to go with. Um, and also just the actual anatomy aspects. I think people are not aware of their genital anatomy, much less their anal anatomy. And I think if you like, you know, I didn't know about the second internal sphincter when I was having anal sex as a literal teenager. I was just like, ow, why does this hurt? Ow, ow. Yeah. You know, and like people still think it's supposed to hurt. It's yes. not supposed to hurt. Like <laughs> there's always going to be maybe moments where you know, you need to adjust or you're like, oh, let me get more comfortable. But um, it really has been synonymous with pain for so long that I think that, you know, maybe people know it's not supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be pleasurable. But I think they think the pain is um, a necessity to get there. Yeah. So I would like yeah. to see it being more of a like – I don't know, just uh, anal can be cozy. It doesn't have to be pile drivers all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect line. <laughs> yeah, make but, anal yeah. cozy. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And if, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I think, you know, instead of assuming that, you know, anal always has to come with pain, we should assume that it always has to come with lube. And yeah, 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 yeah. like, you know, go to town, go whatever position you find that, that's comfortable for you. It also might change depending on how you're feeling or who you're with. Um, so true. 
And, and I, I, you know, I ask all our guests to, to kind of tell us a, a booty blooper, something yes. funny that happened for you. And I've been dying because I'm like, you're so funny and you're so authentic. And like, I love your, like your embracement of, of awkward as just kind of like, but yes, like I, I describe, especially my sexual confidence classes, I think authentic or awkwardness is a form of authenticity. I think it's so cute. I think oh, when someone's yeah. giggly or awkward or worried about what they look like during sex, I love that opportunity to make right, them right. feel safer and like, you're good. You're cool. Like, it's okay. No, it yeah, is. So, it is yeah. totally cute. I think that's like a, a nice flip side to the self-consciousness too is like, hey, like you don't need to be self-conscious, but if you have a moment of feeling self-conscious, it's usually pretty cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like I feel awkward and self-conscious even just recording this podcast. It's been a while since I I recorded a podcast and I'm out here talking about uh, how stressed I am. So, you know, I. <laughs> You're amazing. This was amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But yes, I have an anal blooper. I immediately knew which one to go to. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's been like, this isn't a story, but like poop dick is a thing. It is. Uh, but this is not what the story is about. Uh, <laughs> but like if people have not experienced poop dick, I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where wow. this is where Twitter eats me alive again. No, I'm just kidding. Um okay, my story. It's more like the aftermath that is the funny story to me. But I had a partner where like we almost exclusively had anal sex and it was like a pretty like it was like pretty much the only type of sex we had. Um and I would rarely be injured, but I think one time there was like a, an, I had an anal fissure for sure. And it was kind of a surprise to me because I was like, I don't remember anything. Like you can get an anal injury and not feel any pain when it's happening. So yes. when you do feel pain, like definitely chill out. Um, but I was fine. I Or so I thought. And uh, I lived in New York at the time. My family lives in New York. And I was like out I don't even remember what we were seeing. I was at a show of some sort, like a like a like a play, not like a like a music show. Like I was at like some fancy like theater seeing a play, and this anal fissure just kept me in the bathroom like mm. half the time because it was this constant feeling of like like I was just like in so much pain. I mean, I guess that's not very funny, but I felt so silly being in this like yes. Manhattan theater environment, <laughs> yes. like 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 With trying to like delicate yeah. yeah, like trying to <laughs> delicately like move the tissue around to a like I'm just like ah, like you're obviously not supposed to fuck around with your butt when <laughs> you have an anal fissure, but like I disregarded that and was like, okay, let me see if I can identify where it is or like oh, oh. you know, I'm just like, okay, let's go get fiber after this like uh just I felt so like slutty in a great way that day uh yeah and also it was just like damn I missed this show as a result (laughs) tending to your broken booty yep (laughs) (laughs) oh I love that I love that because it's like you know we forget that that this is you know out in the bedroom can carry outside the bedroom oh yeah <laughs> and like especially if it was it sounds like a fucking amazing time and so if you you had this amazing time yeah it was also, not a negative you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're kind of like in that slutty pride that you talked about you're like my butt had a great time but it is also 
hurting. <laughs> yeah, it was more just like, darn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I, on, you know, it went away pretty quickly. I feel pretty fortunate because obviously anal fissures can be such a nightmare. And this one, I think, was only a couple of days of real discomfort. Um, yeah. But be careful out there, folks. Oh, my gosh. Yes, that's a <laughs> – that's our PSA. <laughs> be careful out there and be yeah. to the booties that you're in. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Zoe, thank you so much for all of your, your wisdom and your knowledge and your insight. This is, it's so great to be able to put out, you know, real conversations about people who have anal and, and give anal and really know that this, you've got this wonderful wisdom from the business side of things and your interpersonal and, and it really shows up in everything that you do. So we're very lucky to have had you as a guest on the plug. Thank you. Thanks so much, Luna. This was a wonderful, wonderful time recording. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. And is there any, we're going to put everything in the show notes for folks, but is there anything that you'd like to shout out or where can we find you? What should we sign up for? I've been very absent from social media for mental health and yes. just like being in the world. Mm -hmm. um, but Shop Spectrum Boutique is my shop's Instagram and uh, spectrumboutique.com is the website. And if you just add slash journal, there's a link to it on our homepage. Um, there are a bunch of wonderful articles, including um, – uh, including some Luna bits in there, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to write about solo anal plays. So we'll put those yeah. links in you. And I'm actually, I forgot that you've got other butt stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I did butt stuff. But um, we'll share some of the journal articles on on the Plug by B Vibes Instagram. Um, and I also highly recommend that people sign up for the newsletter because I think the oh your, thank you yeah I think it's such a good newsletter and I always learn something coming out of it. And you carry such a wide variety of interesting well-sourced toys that you know it always blows my mind i'm like damn i need that damn i want that you should you know? know that i i really do have a fun time like kind of like tinkering around with inventory and like genuinely being like okay like this hasn't sold in a while but it used to sell like crazy what like what what should i add in now like it's very fun to curate a collection Part of the reason it is a boutique instead of just like a depot is right. I don't carry everything that get, gets put out. So it is fun to get to pick and choose and see how people respond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to all head over there and check it out. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much, Luna. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Ooh. So I feel <laughs> like I just talked to butt plug royalty i think i think there's like a special intimacy in getting to know the mind of someone who designed a toy that you've shoved up your ass so zoe is always such a treat to learn from and it reminds us that in this industry it's really full of creativity just like our erotic selves you know staying curious getting playful and worrying less about performance and what things look like can help you find the positions that are good for your body and that actually ignite more arousal so getting into what things feel like can really help you take your pleasure up a notch so if you want to tell us about your favorite positions or maybe what tips you're taking away from this episode and into your bedroom. I also would love to hear from any pile driver 
practitioners because I have I have questions for you I mean what kind of neck strength what kind of safety precautions what kind of ab strength do you have to have to do the pile driver position let us know on Instagram you can DM us at the plug by B vibe or you can leave us an anonymous voice message at speakpipe.com backslash the plug podcast uh, we're sharing some of our user submitted stories on different episodes uh, through our booty tales and like or subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss out on new episodes until next time stay bootyful